0: Now then, welcome to the Social Media Podcast. How are you doing? This is Simon Scholes here, founder and creative director of Perception Studios. Thank you very much, as always, for joining me. Uh, Today, as always, we're going to be listening to the audio back from this morning's Days Confused and Generally Buggered, which is my daily live video, which I'm putting out all the time at the moment to try and help answer your social media and video questions that you have uh, burning inside you right now during this craziness that we're all Called lockdown and COVID 19. Uh, Don't forget if you are interested, you can sponsor the live daily broadcast and all the content that comes from it, including this podcast, uh, for a weekly basis. So please do get in touch if you're interested in that. My email address is in the section below and Without further ado, shall we get started? The Social Media Podcast with Simon Scholes. Tips, hints and great Great content ideas. ideas. Good morning, how are you diddling? Excellent. Me too. Thank you very much for asking. Welcome to another episode of Dazed and Confused, my daily live video across all my social media channels to here to help you with your social media and video questions and talk about some different bits and pieces that might help you as a brand and as a business and get yourself creating content. Uh, so who am I? I'm Simon Scholes. I'm the founder and creative director of Perception Studios, the award-winning visual marketing agency based in the UK. We help brands and businesses create content that really helps them stand out massively. Let's move the mic over here ever (laughs) just slightly. Uh, So yeah, basically that's what these live broadcasts are all about, is to try and help get you into that mindset of creating content if you can do. Because just a few years ago, it became quite obvious to me that not every brand, not every business necessarily had the budget available to them for their marketing to pay for an agency like us to create content for them. But social media is such a powerful tool and something you must be using as a brand and as a business that I wanted to have, try and help as many people as possible understand what they could create for free. So, what could you do yourself for nothing? What would you be able to create that would help get your brand, your business out there, help more people understand what it is that you do, see the value that you give, and potentially somewhere down the line, maybe even become a customer? So, that's what. These broadcasts are all about talking about my how-to-nine-times-your-social-media process, which is content you can create yourself for free. How can you make the content you've got work harder for you? How can you edit it up to become more stuff? All that kind of thing. So that's what these broadcasts are for. That's what we're here for this morning. So if you've got any questions, whatever platform you're watching on, be it Twitch, Periscope, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, or on Instagram Live, which is on my phone this morning, uh, please feel free to just uh, drop me... A message, just waving. Well, what am I doing there? <laughs> just turn the camera around. That's not what I wanted to do. There we go. I wanted to just wave. There we go. Um, so yeah, whatever platform you're watching on, uh, feel free to just drop me a line and say hello, and uh, let me know where you are in the world, and whatever social media or video question you have, we'll do our best to answer them. We do have a couple uh, this morning. We're also going to talk to you about email marketing, uh, which I think is um, an interesting subject matter and something a lot of people. Um, kind of oversee, they don't really bother with um, these days. So we're going to chat about that and why I think you should still be doing it. Uh, Good morning to Miles who's tuned in on Facebook and also Facebook user who's tuned in on Facebook. I'm guessing that's maybe Ed who's tuned in on the How Tonight Times Your Social Media uh, page. If you haven't done so yet, and you're watching on Facebook. Click on the Streamyard link at the top, and it allows Streamyard to show your name on um, the the broadcast as well. And on Instagram Live, we have Aiden who's tuned in, uh, my friend Chris who's tuned in over in uh, New Zealand, I think it is nowadays. Uh, Aiden's watching as well, and McGinley SCC, um, who were watching yesterday, are tuned in as well. So. Any questions at all, uh, we'll do our best to answer them this morning uh, with Sunday Roast. And good morning to Chris as well, who's joined us. Good morning, Chris. Thank you very much for joining us from Ross Buck Accountants. Um, right, we're going to get started. We are going to talk email marketing. And this is something I think is um, quite an interesting subject matter. We were going to talk about this yesterday, but I had to cover off what I spoke about yesterday. If you didn't watch yesterday's broadcast... Go and watch yesterday's broadcast. I think it's a bit of a good one, uh, the subject matter I'm talking about. But anyway, email marketing is something a lot of people did years ago, and we still get lots of it into our inboxes, but we do tend to potentially delete quite a large amount of it. So that puts us in the mindset of, actually, is it really any good as doing it? Is there any point in us doing email marketing for our brand and our business if all we do when we get one is delete it? And the reason we're deleting it is because that person hasn't given us enough value. There's no reason for them to have signed up, really. You've maybe signed up just to get a freebie, and then you can't be bothered anymore. So they're not consuming your content on a regular basis. So what you want to do is make sure the people who are signing up for your newsletter aren't just redundant users, but actually people who give a toss about what it is that you've got to say, what it is that you do, maybe the value you're putting out on social media, all that kind of thing. So, I draw people into my newsletter by giving them the option to download my book for free. But when they're downloading my book for free, they understand and they find out about it by consuming my content. So, if they've consumed my content in the first place, know that my book is for free, they've obviously got value from me once. They're going to get value from me again in my free book. So, why would they not sign up to my newsletter and read it as well? So, when I put out an email newsletter, Generally, a really good open percentage at the moment these days is about 10 or 11%. I am hitting 40 to 50% on my open rate because my audience is very specific. I haven't just gone there and gone, right, just like, guess get everybody on there. Hopefully everybody wants it. Hopefully everybody wants to keep having my email. Don't do that. Treat your email marketing exactly the same way as you treat all your social media. Have it specifically written and targeted at your niche audience and you'll be onto a winner if anybody else also wants to consume that content brilliant but make sure you're aiming at your niche and make it interesting put stuff in there that's interesting don't bore the crap out of people. So mine isn't about business. Mine isn't about how well we're doing this week and what we've done. But I put in some social media news there. So stuff that's going to be interesting for people who potentially read it. Maybe some new software that's come out, all that kind of stuff. So social media news. I put a little bit about what's happened this week, but it's not specifically about the business. It could be anything. Could be talking about daddy daycare. Could be talking about what's happened in the news all that kind of stuff. And I maybe put some photographs in there if I've been out doing some work. So recently I was out doing a drone job, got some photos from that. Those will be going into my next newsletter. I also put in a secret video so only people who sign up to my newsletter get to see that piece of content. So they're feel special. I put in a special game as well at the end of every newsletter. If you scroll down that far, there is a game to play to while away the hours and pass a bit of time, especially while you're working from home and the boss can't see you doing it. So, there's all sorts of stuff in my newsletter which is quite interesting and hopefully draws people in and once they've read it once, they're going to want to read it again and again and again because they know they're going to get value from it. But why is email marketing such a powerful tool for brands and businesses. So let's have a chat about that. First of all, quick hello to Tom and he who's tuned in and also Ed McIntyre, um, as well, who's uh, joined in. So Ed McIntyre, 98. Um, so, yep. Let's have a quick look if anybody else is on. No, not at the moment. So cool. Okay. Email marketing. Why should you be doing it? It can cast a huge net. So if you have an avatar, and understand who your person is, who you want to be aiming your content at, if you get them into your email newsletter where they're going to constantly get value, you've got a potential huge group of people that you could be sending content out to. And also, don't forget, you can add other people as well. You can get people who maybe have handed you a business card and are happy to be added to your newsletter. Don't forget GDPR does exist. You've got to be really careful with this and they've got to be given the option to sign out and they've got to definitely say that they want to sign in and all that kind of stuff. So you've got to be very careful, especially in the UK. But if you can get your avatar onto your newsletter, you've got a huge potential there of a lot of people. There's a lot of people read emails. Um, So Definitely, you've got a potential of a huge cast of net. Oops, sorry, knocking my phone over. And you've got a huge net cast. So that's really um, cool. You've also got, I. and this is the reason why I do it, is that you are pretty much guaranteed it's going to land in their inbox. If you're using a piece of software that gives you breakdowns and understands what bounces and what doesn't, so I use MailChimp, then it will tell you, which emails have worked, which emails haven't, who's opened it, who hasn't, and you can rate those people better and, and lower. And you can get to a point where if they've opened the last three emails, they're obviously quite keen on what it is that you've got to say. Maybe it's worth reaching out away from the newsletter and just saying, hi, checking in, how are things? Because that person's gone from being a lukewarm lead through to pretty much a hot lead because they're interested in what you're putting out. So maybe it's worth just getting in touch with them. So it helps you with that understanding that that piece of content you're putting out is definitely going to land in their inbox as long as their inbox definitely exists. And if they're opening on a regular basis, it helps you with the analytics so that you can actually go, maybe this person's somebody who might become a customer because as with all social media, email is probably not the best place to go selling or at least not the hard sell. You can put sales in there, but not a hard sell. It's, it, not unless you've got a product, not unless you're B2C and you're selling mugs, and that's what you want to go in there with. If you've given them a lot of value beforehand, brilliant, and then go in with a hard sell, maybe on an extra email, but don't go in on your weekly email newsletter with hard sell all the time, because people are just going to go, ah, oh, piss off, delete, or unsubscribe, or whatever, and they're just not going to bother actually con- consuming what you've got to say. It's also a really proven way of generating return on investment, so if you do put in those sales messages without it being a hard sell then there's a really good opportunity or potential that those people are going to open that particular email and make a purchase so what you can do with your email marketing of course is you can set up different mailing lists so you set up your generalized newsletter mailing list and you see that bob steve and helen have been opening your emails on a regular basis so you make a second list for bob steve and helen and so bob steve and helen always get the newsletter but once a week, you reach out to Bob, Stephen, Helen and just say, I've got this package that's available right now. I see you're really enjoying all the stuff on the newsletter. Would you be interested in this? And so obviously it could be more than just three people. And that's why you would create another list. So you're not sending multiple people the same email and having to type it out every time. You would just create a list of all the people who are opening your emails on a regular basis, then create the newsletter or email that you want to send them, that is a sales-type message, and then just reach out to them with a bit of value, blah, blah, blah. Here's the value, 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 value. By the way, did you know we've got this package available right now? Would you be interested? Brilliant. Thank you very much. If you do, get in touch, blah, blah, blah. I'll see you on the next newsletter. And then the next newsletter goes out. They don't know that hasn't gone to everybody, but they just... to see that piece of content because you know they're opening your newsletter emails on a regular basis so you've created that second list so it's a really good way of just using the analytics to actually work well with you also email as much as it doesn't feel like it as much as it's not the same as getting i haven't got it here actually max has taken it away um but i got a card the other day from adam who i was chatting to about print marketing and although that's really nice it's not necessarily always viable to have a written letter or a nice printed card sent to people all the time. But having an email come in now and again is an element of human engagement if the titling is written right and the maybe the little subheading that you write so that people are drawn into the content is written correctly as well. So that actually feels like you're writing to them rather than it just being, okay, it's another sales message email. Why the hell would I want to read that? So I think it's a, a, a really good... Um, Element there to that as well. The other good one about it is that obviously you can put links in there so you can increase your website's traffic by putting a load of links all the way through, getting people drawn into actually, oh, there's something there about this piece of content. Okay, well, I'm going to go read that by going to their website. And so you can draw people back into your website. You could even draw people back into watching a video that you're hosting on your website that's embedded from YouTube. So you could embed it into your website from YouTube, put the page onto um, your newsletter, and then people come and watch the video. That's on your page on your website, but it's embedded. So you're kind of using multiple websites to really help yourself. If you increase traffic on your website, of course, Google's going to see better rankings. Brilliant, quids in, because then they're going to start putting your content higher up the, uh, the search rankings when people are searching for whatever it is you are an expert at. I think that's pretty much all I've got to say. I mean, there are other things other people talk about, um, but I think a lot of stuff that people talk about these days for email marketing actually are connected to before when GDPR came out. So there's a lot of articles out there. Definitely feel free to go and, and read some of them. Some of them are very interesting but um yeah you've got to be very careful in the uk i don't know what it's like in the rest of the world but in the uk we have to be very careful with gdpr because if somebody doesn't opt into your content and doesn't opt into your newsletter and personally actually say yes i want to be get this email then you can land yourself in quite a lot of trouble Uh, so it could be a bit of a pain in the ass so um yeah just be careful what Um, content you're reading online. There is some content that's slightly older than 2019 it came in. Um, So yeah, so it can't necessarily be used as a lead generator anymore because obviously you can't cold email people anymore. You can't just go for a whole email list of people and email them because, yeah, you're just not able to do that anymore. Um, So And it was to try and stop all the spam emails that we were all getting. And it, it did. It stopped everything in spam for about 12 hours and then the spam restarted. Um, But anyway, hopefully you've got some value from that. Hopefully you understand a little bit more about the power behind email marketing and why you should be doing it. There's a lot more to it, obviously. Um, And if you want to know more about it or maybe have like a one-to-one session, feel free to drop me a line um, and we can do something through Perception Studios or we can do some one-to-one work and try and get you moving forward with your brand and your business on that front. Um, But yeah, hopefully you've got some value out there and you understand why you should be doing some email marketing. Again, I'll hold my hands up. There's certain things that I don't do often enough and email marketing is one of them. Um, I don't do enough things like Snapchat on a regular basis and I certainly don't do enough email marketing. Um, But I'm getting better. I'm getting better at it and practice makes perfect. If you put it into the routine, it's going to hopefully eventually stick and stay there and you'll keep doing it. Anyway, that's email marketing for you. If you do have any questions at all, stick them into the comments on whatever channel you're watching right now, um, be it any of them, Twitch, Periscope, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Instagram Live, uh, wherever you're watching, uh, say hello, and uh, also drop a question in if you have one at all. Uh, right, okay, we're going to go to the questions that have already come through, and let's have a quick look here. Uh, McGinley SCC is saying... Uh, or paid content. I'm not sure what that means. Add the first part, or maybe you're just responding to something I said. Um, Anyway, so we've got a question in from Jack who um, messaged me on Twitter. How do I break out as a graphic designer? Okay, Jack, you put content out. I I don't think I can reiterate this any more often. Um, And I will keep saying the same message over and over again because there's no other way of putting it. There's no other way of saying it. So if you're bored of hearing the same thing over and over again, you've probably finally got the message. Bugger off and start doing some of it rather than listening to what I've got to say. You've got to start pointing your content out, Jack. You've got to start doing some design work whether it's pro bono for businesses, whether you've already done some before, or maybe you've just come out of university and you've got a small portfolio of stuff you've done while you're at uni. Whatever it might be, start putting together some stuff so people can get an idea of whatever it is that you do and put that stuff out for people to consume. Nobody's going to buy from you if they can't see what it is that you can do. Not only that, though, try and help people understand why graphic design is so important. Teach them the value behind it. Teach them that going to somebody who is five quid on Fiverr and go to somebody who is a hundred pound on Fiverr and then go to somebody like yourself who's 250 pound on Fiverr is a better option. Why would you not go to somebody who's going to be five quid if you wouldn't want to go and spend 250 quid? What's the difference? Why would they come to you? What's the pain point? Fix that pain point. Make content that's connected around that. Help them understand why graphic design is so important. Same with video. When I go out to people and speak to them about video, video is really important because you probably don't know what you're doing yourself. You may have a video camera on your phone. That does not mean you are a videographer. Just the same as you've got Instagram on your phone. It does not mean you're a social media expert just because one photo once got 250 likes. I cannot. I cannot reiterate this enough. So you are a graphics design expert, put out a portfolio of work so people can consume what it is that you're capable of doing, but then help them understand why they should be coming to you. What is the pain point that you fix? The pain point is, is that what you design will look better than anything they could, because you understand colorations, you'll help them understand their brand, you'll help them understand the layout, all these really important things that make a massive difference to a brand and to a business. SanDisk would not exist as big as they had done if they had completely different graphics, if their graphics was Comic Sans. It just wouldn't, because people wouldn't take it the same way as they do now. So you've got to help them understand why a graphic, why a logo is so important. Getting it right is so important, and not just banging something out on MS Paint. It's not a YouTube thumbnail. This is your brand and your business. So you've got to get it right. So hopefully, Jack, that helps you along the way to making content and uh, putting it out. Just get people to consume it. Give, give people help. And, um, yeah, let me know how you get on. And um, Let's have a look on here. Uh, let's have a look. McGinley SEC says, I don't get Snapchat, but I do wonder if it would work for a construction company. Um, for me... It's more of a point of what you're losing putting some content out in there if you've already got the content. I probably wouldn't have anything specifically made for Snapchat. I wouldn't go out of my way to do it that way for you as a brand and as a business. But if you are creating short, snappy little videos that you're going to use that are under 60 seconds on Instagram, why would you not then get them re-edited really quickly by whoever's doing your editing? turn them into a portrait video and use them on TikTok and on Snapchat because both platforms can take up to 60 seconds. And that way you are killing two birds with one stone. So, Or three birds with one stone actually as it is because you're hitting Instagram and then you're going to hit TikTok and then you're going to hit Snapchat as well. So, I, I don't, yeah, I probably wouldn't go out my way and create content for Snapchat if I were you. But putting stuff out on there, you've got nothing to lose. Um it's a little bit of a, it's an unusual one. It's a difficult one potentially for you to grow um, that way because um, I can't imagine there's that many people within the industry using it. But what, what have you got to lose if you start putting stuff out on a regular basis? Um, the only downside being with Snapchat is that it's highly consumed. So a bit like TikTok, people are constantly consuming it. So you need to put a lot of stuff out um, for people to get enough value from it. But you could probably put enough value out, I would imagine. Instagram stories would be a great way of doing that. So you get all your Instagram stories. When you're doing stuff behind the scenes on a construction day, take all those stories off, just download them, and bang them up onto Snapchat. You've got the content already, and it takes maybe three, four minutes to do that job, to download it, and then to stick it up onto Snapchat. For the sake of potentially somebody seeing that content, you've got nothing to lose and somebody's going to get value from it. Hopefully somewhere down the line. Um, so hopefully that answers your question. Uh, let's have a quick look here. Uh, have a look at the questions. Um, I stopped email marketing because I found out during a large networking event that 95% of attendees had a random.com email address, uh, just to receive them. Um, yes, they do. People do do that kind of thing on a regular basis. Um, So, yeah, that does happen. But you've got to remember, that's just at a networking event. And also, there's 100 people in the room. 95 of them may not read it or may have this random email address. Trust me, not everybody is that sly in that way of thinking. It's probably just that room. But even if they do, there's still that potential of five people who could become uh, a customer. And if it's just a case of writing up a quick email rather than watching Coronation Street one night, half an hour out of your week it's it's not not a lot really in the grand scheme of things and let's have a look what else is said here Uh, ed mcintyre for the graphic designers i'd recommend just looking through the gfx or graphic designers Uh, if you put a tweet something that has the words graphic design i get hundreds of replies exactly um it's the same with social media help Basically, I mean, I've covered this off in previous broadcasts before as well, that search is such a powerful tool on all social media platforms, and people forget every single one of them is a search platform in its own right. They all have a little search bar where you can search for what it is that you're looking for. So if you are looking for a service or looking for a customer, you can find them on every single platform. Some of them are simple as just typing in what it is that you're looking for, and it will find it. Others work on like what's called a Boolean search, so you have to put everything into speech marks so that it understands everything as one quotation rather than individual words. But just get out there and start searching for people who are looking for help in what it is that you do and offering that help. They might be asking somebody else for it, but don't feel bad. That person might never go back to them. So just dive in and just say, yeah, look, um, you don't know me, but... How have you, have you tried X, Y, or Z? Um, and like he says, if you're looking for work or looking for what other graphic designers are doing, see what other graphic designers are doing. See what kind of stuff they're putting out as well. See what kind of content they're creating. Um, and you can do that in every industry. You really can. Um, so don't be, don't be afraid to see what the competition are doing, and don't be afraid to reach out and chat to people on social media. That's the whole point of it. It's called social media for a reason. Because you're meant to be social uh, let's have a quick look on here any more questions coming through no nothing there and uh brilliant we have uh, quietened down on uh, here as well and um, oh here's one from ed for a youtuber content creator like myself is it worth setting up a patreon where people can pay to get extra content wow good question yes and no <sighs> you have to have built an audience who give a shit about what it is you've got to say or give them a good reason for getting that that extra content has got to be something special if you've only got a small audience and um, that extra content has got to be something really special in your case ed it could be i don't know it could be all all sorts of different types of content that you could put out there that's um very special to your audience so i would just think about what you can get that you would maybe want people to see, but it's extra special. So maybe they're paying to see it before anybody else rather than actually paying to just see it and nobody else will see it. Um but yeah and I like Patreon. I think it's a great idea, but you've really got to have the audience behind you in the first place. If you've got like 10 subscribers, don't get me wrong, it's fine to ask it's fine to put it out there, but I just I don't see the value in it. I just you've you've got 10 subscribers. I I just don't, I don't see it happening. Um, so it's a difficult one. We'd probably have to sit down and probably go through it specifically for your business and look at what your audience is doing, see what their attention times are like on your content, see how well they interact with it and then go from there. It's like all these creators who start a YouTube channel and then start selling t-shirts straight away. And I made this mistake myself. I hold my hands up. I got a hundred subs, thought I was the next big thing since sliced bread and started selling my own t-shirts and all oh, this and all that. And yeah, surprise, surprise, barely anybody bought anything. So <clears throat> yeah, it's um it's fine and dandy to do this kind of stuff, but it's got to be the right time and you've got to have you've got to have the audience. Otherwise it just becomes a pointless task. You start making more work for yourself when it's not really worth it. If you've got time on your hands like you would not believe, which potentially you have at the moment, but if you've got loads of time on your hands all the time, then why not? Fine, do it. Because even if you've only got three people paying for the content, you've got all the time in the world anyway, so why not make it? But if you don't have a massive amount of time and you've only got three people paying four quid a month, it's like, oh God, I've got to make another video and the money making 12 quid. What's the point? So, yeah, you've got to work on your audience first, have a f- full understanding of whether they're likely to interact that way, engage that way. Probably even ask them the question, are they going to engage that way? Wouldn't just ask them, would you like special content that nobody else will see? Or would you like to see content before everybody else? Um, and just gauge gauge the, uh, the mood of the room um, because, yeah, if you get it wrong, you could end up having to make content for one person um and let's face it you're going to have to do it if you've promised to do it you're going to have to do it so yeah um it's a difficult it's a difficult question to answer but um yeah definitely um just be just be careful with that Okay, I think we're almost there. Hello to AE Kevin, uh, CR7, who's tuned in as well. Hopefully that answered your question, by the way. Uh, Ed, uh, hello to AJ Aston as well, who's joined us. Thank you very much, guys, for tuning in. Uh, we're going to come to a close now, though, but um, if you do have any questions, as always, about social media, about video, helping your brand, your business, maybe even email marketing, which was today's subject, drop them into the comments right now, even if you're watching on the replay, I'll do my best to answer them in tomorrow's live broadcast, or if you want to, you can drop me an email, because as always, here it comes, it's going to uh, scroll across the bottom, my email address scrolling across the bottom, and I'll do my best to answer those, just got a quick one that came through here, Uh, Hank Thor and Jake Stewart, kind of asking the same question. No, they're saying something. Want to become famous Buy followers, primes and viewers on adviewers.com? Don't ever, ever, ever let me find you buying followers or buying likes or buying thumbs up or anything. If I ever catch any of you doing that who are watching this live broadcast right now, I will come and find you. I will hunt you down and give you a great big slap, because it is the most pointless thing in the world. This is obviously a bot. Both these things here have come through on my Twitch. They're obviously a bot. And the fact of the matter is, is you should never, ever buy followers, subscribers, anything of that ilk, comments, whatever, because it is just a pointless number. You are chasing a vanity metric. Stop chasing a vanity metric and start chasing an audience who give a shit about what it is you've got to say. I promise you, if you do that, you are on a hiding to nothing. All these people who actually reckon they are going to be the next big thing by buying 10,000 followers on Instagram, but then no brand wants to work with them because they have 10,050 followers on Instagram, and lo and behold, they only get about 13 people like a photograph. And that's because they've bought those ten thousand. Those ten thousand are either complete bots or they just don't give a shit about your content because they've bought into the same system. So stop buying followers, okay? Um, big PPG uh, PP gamer says I can't slap him. Um, I'm British, so am I. Um, so there you go. Um, but anyway, no. Right? Not in the literal sense, although I probably would if if I knew somebody had bought followers. So anyway, right, fingers crossed. um, You've got some value from today. Um, And yeah, just when anything like that pops up on your content, just be very aware um, that it is a bot. And you should never, ever buy followers or anything like that. It's just on a hiding to nothing. The algorithm just sees that your content's a load of crap. If you've got a million subscribers on YouTube and a thousand thousand people watch your content on a daily basis or on a weekly basis, that's a lot of people not watching your content. 999,000 people not watching your content. Therefore, your content must be pretty crap. Or they're fake. And the algorithm knows that. It's not stupid. And neither are the people who program it. Okay, thank you very much for watching. As always, if you are brand new, whatever platform you're watching on, uh, please do hit subscribe right now uh, so that we can uh, grow the audience, uh, grow more people who are going to give value to. And you know how else we can do that? by when this piece of content goes live, you hit the share button, either that or you just move your thumb slightly to one side right now and hit share straight away. Share the content with your audience, help more people get some value, help more people understand what they can do themselves for free. These things that I'm talking about every single day, that I've been talking about every single day for the last six weeks or whatever it is, are all free. They don't cost a single penny. They don't cost you anything to do them. So, Get out there, start doing them, and I will see you tomorrow. Hopefully, eleven thirty-ish. Depends on that time, as always. But until then, enjoy the rest of your Sunday and uh, stay safe. Have a good one. Bye. This was a Perception Studios production.